The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. The NHL All-Star Game and the NFL Pro Bowl were all this weekend. Uh, it was a lot of star-studded players on the field, on the ice, wherever you were watching. That's where the stars were. Uh, it was a fun weekend. Uh, and some news about Kyrie to the Mavs. We haven't been able to touch on that uh, since that news has broken. And there was a balloon in the sky. Uh, it was kind of a strange balloon and a lot of memes and such kind of going on about that. We're going to talk about all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Hopefully all of you guys are usually vibing. I know whenever whenever I have other co-hosts and stuff uh, in, whenever we play the intro music, I can look down and see them kind of vibing with the music, but I always feel myself bobbing to the to the intro music. It's, it's fun. It kind of gets you hyped up and ready to go for rising to the occasion. But uh, before we get started, I want to let you all know that today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros. I know Britton and I's favorite sponsor because it's our own company. Uh, we started up Mahler Bros uh, a while back, uh, and mainly just because him and I both kind of fell in, the, in love with the game of golf, uh, we wanted to be able to, to wear polos that were stylish. We saw other brands that kind of put out these fun uh, styles and stuff like that, bright colors, and it's always fun to, to look good on the golf course, but we thought, you know what, we can make some that look better. Maybe we can find some that feel good, uh, and we found a fabric and a supplier that, that provides these fabrics that not only can we design them however we want, but we can also make a, a, a product that feels amazing. They're breathable, they're stretchy, they they feel amazing on the skin. You hardly even realize that you're wearing a shirt at all, which makes it great in the summertime when you're maybe out on the golf course, kicking back a few cold ones, whatever the case may be. You're out on the golf course, you're having a good time, you want to wear a comfortable polo. We have amazing signature polos, so go over to MahlerBros.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R bros.com. And you can use code RISINGTO. That's RISINGTO for 10% off just for listening to this podcast. All right, let's get into it. We had a lot going on this weekend. Uh, for those who don't know, we had kind of a weird weekend because it's it's the weekend right before the Super Bowl. And so they're they're packing it in with all of the, these these events. And of course, we've got... The Pro Bowl, and that's mainly the NFL putting that on. But I just thought it was odd that they had the NHL All Star Week in the same week. But they they pack it all in to the same weekend, uh, and it was really hard for me to try to keep up with it all because I wanted to tune in a little bit to them, and I got to tune into both of them here and there. More or less, I had to watch a lot of the Pro Bowl kind of on the clips on YouTube and stuff like that to kind of catch up there. But I will say, I, I was. We'll start off with the the NHL All Star Game. I'm 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 getting to the point where there's certain things that I I I'm very hard on when it comes to this, uh, you know, with with the All Star and specifically the Pro Bowl. And I know we talked a little bit about the Pro Bowl, and and I'll get to that one just in a moment. But the NHL All Star, we'll start off with uh, the the All Star Game. That was the one I think I paid the most attention to, uh, and I, I don't know. I there there's something about watching these stars on the on the ice that it brings back a lot of 
uh, you know, it, it brings a lot of excitement. It brings uh, something extra to the game, and it's cool to see them all out there on the ice together, see them have a relationship with each other. But there's just something about not playing hockey to the full speed and full potential and really trying that just makes it so boring to watch. Uh, and and that, that's that's one thing. And and, and I'll, I'll get into the game first uh, and talk about, I mean, I, I guess the games, they, they had a kind of a bracket system and uh, ultimately Central ends up winning it. Uh, they beat uh, Pacific 6-4. to four. And so, I mean, it, it was cool to watch it. And again, like I said, seeing all the stars out there, it's really cool. When I was young, it was awesome, you know, because I look up to all these guys. You know, these guys are awesome athletes. And same thing with the NBA All-Star Game and uh, all the events around that. But, uh, you know, ultimately, it's just, I don't know, I ju- it was just boring watching all of these guys that I know have such skill not really do much. I think the most exciting thing that I really saw in the All-Star Game was Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. Uh, and and I'll get to that duo just in a moment just because that was so fun to watch. But watching them like pitter-patter back and forth and then, you know, tricking the goalie to score a goal, you know, that was probably the most exciting move. Uh, other than that, it just seemed so slow. Uh, you know, you, you can't really hit each other because you don't want to get injured. And I get that. But that's just that's just the part that I don't understand about the All-Star Weekend. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe it'll come back to me where I, I, I come back to love the all-star weekend so much, but, uh, yeah, the game, the game was, was just kind of, uh, I don't know, just, just boring overall, all of the all-star games. Um, but it, it was really cool. And there was, was some really cool moments, uh, to get, kind of go along with it. Um, but of course you see me talking a lot today. I don't have Britain and Blake. Blake, uh, wasn't feeling up to it. He's, he's kind of under the weather a little bit and Britain's still on call out, out on his job. So, uh, he's he's kind of stuck out there, but I am joined with with Jeremy kind of behind behind the uh, the monitor behind the camera, uh, so he's he's always here to to help out at least makes it a lot easier on me. But uh, Jeremy, I'll kind of kick it over to you. What's your what's usually your I know you're a big NHL fan. What's usually your favorite part about NHL All Star Weekend? Yeah, usually my favorite part of All Star Weekend probably the the skills competition and just seeing all the unbelievable talent that you see, whether it's to Connor McDavid or like yeah. you even mentioned to Alex Ovechkin, Cindy Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, like just, it's one thing just to see the all-star weekend just in general. But I mean, if I had to pick one specific thing that I truly do like seeing the most is probably like I mentioned the skills competition, but like all of it, I love, don't get me wrong, but it's just, I agree with what you were just mentioning on just seeing every player that every little kid would look up to like yeah. i said it's slow pace and it's not right to me in a way it's definitely different yeah but i mean yeah and i mean i, I suppose it's just because i'm not a little kid looking up to him anymore i don't know yeah. i i mean it's just it just didn't feel right watching the game like man these guys are so talented and they're just you know no effort in getting the puck and i get why i totally get why and i uh you know and I don't want them to get injured, so I want them to take it easy and stuff like that. But it's just, man, I, I want to see these guys like at least give me some special moves, spin around. That's why I do like the skill challenge quite a bit. That's that's probably one of my favorite uh, parts. I like anytime you can you can do any kind of shootouts and stuff like that. That's always fun. I know the breakaway challenge is kind of similar to that. So, uh, you know, stuff stuff like that. And I know you mentioned, uh, and I I don't I never realized it, but I I looked it up whenever you mentioned it to me that. 
uh, Ovechkin brings his little son out there, and he's out there again this year. That was that is pretty cool, and, and I, I saw a picture of it too. That's it's cool. It seems like he kind of stole the sh- stole the show and everything too, because all kind of uh, social media posts popped up and everything too. But definitely, yeah. I mean, it, it is it is really cool to see the stars out there though. So I mean, I do like that we have All Star break for that, and of course, just kind of a a break for the guys. I think the coolest part in as a whole is seeing everyone out on the ice uh that that they're not on the same team but they have a connection with each other they're still part of a brotherhood uh and to see their their relationship their friendships and seeing them just kind of get goofy out there that's that's probably the coolest uh overall part of it of all of the all-star weekend absolutely but you know uh, one of them was I, I mentioned it Sidney crosby and ovechkin two guys that are rivals they probably hate each other when they're playing against each other but they were sitting there joking around with each other uh you know having a good time like i said they, they were passing it back and forth and right in front of the goalie too so he's sitting there he uh whoever was at net was gonna have a hard time stopping it even with them probably only given 60 percent, you know and so it's just it's fun to see see things like that uh another moment uh you know that that i thought was was pretty cool uh you know was uh, the uh, Kachuk brothers uh, seeing them go out there because there was Matthew and Brady. They were on the same team. Yep. Uh, they they showed the mom. Uh, she was up there kind of talking about how this is the first time she's ever been able to see them play together. And so that is a really cool moment. Uh, I, I can think of, of times where Britton and I were on the same field for spring games uh, or something like that, you know, for spring practices, but we were never really on the same field uh, you know, because, uh, you know, for, for an actual sport yeah. uh, or even like some wrestling meets, we would be in, yeah, kind of in, in the same, the, the same event and everything, but we would be kind of, it's, it was still kind of separated. So it was never like we were out there together on a team. And so that was always one thing I know Britton and I always uh, talked about would be really cool, you know, and we, we looked forward and whenever I uh, was in high school, he was basically done with sports and and stuff so it just didn't really work out uh that way where we could play together but that that would be amazing uh to be able to sit there and and be on the same team even if it is just for an all-star game sit there be there on the same team with your brother uh, that that is really cool and it was cool to see them uh kind of going in together because uh they they definitely had a connection both of them i think uh i'm trying to remember which one i think matthew had the first goal uh, of the game, and I thought, well, that's pretty quick because now the brother brother is able to get that that uh, that goal in to make it the the uh, Kachuk show and everything. And they did; they they scored quite a few points. It was it was really cool to see that, and you could tell the 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 fans loved it. the The family they kept on showing the family yeah. uh, and and seeing them. That was a, a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, and one part that I I don't think really got highlighted enough, I. I have liked Fallout Boy for a long time. Uh, I was really young when when they were really popular, and I had just kind of forgotten about them. I guess I don't know. I just I I, I mainly listen to country now, uh, and so I mean I don't don't listen to a lot of uh, any kind of rock or alternative anymore. And so to hear Fallout Boy, that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. And that that's something too. You know, like I, I know my mom and my sister in law. They were like, "Oh man, he doesn't sound as good." I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound as good, but he still sounds pretty good. Because you think of Fall Out Boy and their music, that would be in, in, insanely hard to, to to do live. So that was really cool to see them out there too. And I, I'm sure to be in the crowd, uh, I mean, that that would have been 
amazing, uh, you know, to, to, to see that and them live, but, and especially to kind of see them rekindle. I, I saw that, I guess they're on a, a new tour right now. And so that's kind of, kind of cool to see them coming back. I, I guess that was kind of a cool thing for me, even though I wasn't there live, but I got to watch them through the TV live to be like, man, I forgot about fallout boy. I'm kind of glad that they, they popped back in my head. And so now I've, I've had a few fallout boys stuck in my head pretty much all day, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I think that was another another cool part about All Star Weekend. Um, but just kind of the the highlights, just kind of touch on there. But yeah, I mean, it it still just kind of hits kind of funny. I, I remember being a little kid. I think the NBA All Star Game was probably always my favorite to watch, just because you get to see the stars out there. And at least in the NBA All Star Game, they're out there and they're doing kind of crazy stunts, and they're not playing defense, but they're they're still kind of you know they're they're not playing hard defense. I guess they're still there playing their guy, but they're not going to step in the way of each other to, to get hurt or anything like that. They're not going to take charges and stuff like that. Yeah. They're, they're just playing playing easy ball, but trying to put on a show at the same time, I just didn't feel like there was enough of that in the NHL All-Star Games this year. This year. That, was, that, that was pretty much the only criticism I had over it. Um, but jumping over to the, the Pro Bowl, uh, like I said, it, I thought it was odd. For TV ratings, you would think that you would schedule these in separate weekends, but... You can't really do the all-star game next weekend because nobody's going to be watching it on Sunday. Uh, so I, I kind of get why they scheduled it like that, but I, I wish they would have been separated uh, just because I wanted to pay attention to both of them a little bit more uh, just because I, I like the skill challenges and stuff like that. The one thing I, I know I saw the, I'm trying to think of what it's called, but basically like the, the skill catch uh, challenge. And that was disappointing for one. I thought you know, like, uh, you know, uh, St. Brown, I, I saw his, I, I thought he did, he did a pretty good job overall, but honestly, don't, don't, uh, don't give them so many tries, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Stefan Diggs goes out there and has to complete it on his third try on the first one. And then he goes out there another time and doesn't even really complete it. Like he, they, he sort of completed the first one, but not only that, it just wasn't really that impressive. impressive. Uh, I guess it was creative, but not impressive. So Stefan Diggs, that was a, that was a big dis- disappointment. I just didn't see a whole lot of creativity there, and I don't know how creative you can be with a catch, you know, unless you're catching as you're parachuting from a plane or something. <laughs> but so I mean, it just it was it was just really odd uh, with it with a catch. You know, it's it's almost like they're trying to recreate a dunk challenge. Uh, the one thing I did like, uh, if if you didn't catch it, I totally recommend going to watch it. They had a tic tac toe, and it was between all the special special teams players. So the long snappers, uh, I'm trying to think, I think they got to snap it from like the 20 yard line, 25 yard line. And it was pretty high up, uh, you know? And so they, they, they were snapping and they were expecting them, you know, to get all of uh, the, the basically the bottom row and they, they might be able to launch it up to the middle row, but you don't expect much more. And I, I think the AFC ended up winning it yeah, they did. from basically all the long snappers. Yeah. Uh, and so that was really cool. Uh, and then the, you know, the punters, Got to punt from back on the, like the forty-five. That was pretty, that was kind of cool to watch him do that. But man, that'd be hard. Definitely, it's definitely a lot. It looks easy, yeah. But yeah, like, you actually get out there and you attempt. You're like, holy cow, this is not as easy as I thought. Honestly, yeah. yeah Britton and I, we never really kicked field goals or anything. Like we would punt it, uh, you know, in the backyard, but we never like kicked field goals. And maybe like a year ago or something like that, we went down and uh we were playing around on, on a football field near his house and uh 
we were trying to kick field goals and we were sitting there, man, that is way more difficult than it looks on TV. Just getting it up in the air, just getting it to fly, you know, like, man, it was, it was difficult. We started on the 10 yard line and we we're barely making it in. Finally, we got a little bit of repetition. I mean, I know these guys are doing a lot more than we have, but you know, to, to, to sit there and, and, uh, not, not really realize how difficult that is. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more impressive if you go out there and try it and see what these guys are doing. But Justin Tucker was just like, he was an animal. He, he was, he was too powerful on his first one. Literally. <laughs> so he, he gets up there and it goes basically up over the top and doesn't count. And then he gets another one and it was like just barely too low. So he overcompensated, but Overall, I, I thought the long snappers, that was probably the most impressive for the long snappers because I forget who it was that, that hit the last one. Um, but he had to go all the way to the top row, which is really high up. That's basically the top of the, the field goal posts. Post, yeah. That's that's insane from 20, I guess, 20, at least 25. at least 30, 35 yards out because you got an end zone too, I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure that there was an end zone there too. So I mean, that's, that's incredible. Uh, I mean, you could see too, those guys were jacked. That's off to them. Yeah, uh, and and it's cool too to see guys like that kind of get recognition. Uh, you know, like punters. Shout out to Tress Way, an Oklahoma boy. Uh, got to see him attempt, uh, but he was not very good at that one. Uh, he was really good at another another challenge. I liked quite a bit. This one was kind of new. I, I, I of course I like golf, uh, and they did a long drive uh, challenge, and so that was kind of cool to see all these guys come out there. And uh, you know, so Jordan Poyer, he ends up winning it. By like four yards, wasn't it? Yeah, barely. Because I think it was yeah four or five. Because I think it was. I think it was three three sixteen. Like three twenty. Yeah, he ended up getting three twenty to win it. Yeah, so by four yards. I mean, it, and it was crazy because he was the last one up. Yeah. He took one shot and it was like almost far enough. I think he was like two yards short. And they're like, "Do you want to try again?" He's like, "Why not?" So he, he takes another because they had two. They had two tries. Uh, that way they could hit one. If they shank it, they try another try another one and yeah. that i'm totally fine with them <laughs> giving extra shots because uh you know unlike the catching i, I it, it's hitting a golf ball that's not something that all these guys do and uh i forget who it was uh but one of the guys his his was hilarious because he s- simply steps up and he says uh something about like i've never even hit a golf ball before but i'm gonna give it a, give it a shot i'm gonna hit it as far as i can <laughs> and he gets up there. you could tell he didn't know how to hit a golf ball but then he he finally was like, all right, screw it. I already look like a fool, so I'm gonna try to, uh, you know, try to uh, happy Gilmore this thing. <laughs> and he swings at it, misses, but he comes back around and hits it the second time, and that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, 320 yards. How how far can you can you drive a ball? Me, my farthest drive I think is two. 265, 270 maybe. Something like that. I mean, that that might be like my like. I got lucky and just smacked the crap out of the ball and got, you know, yeah. and I, I mean, I know it's with the roll, but still, I mean, I, cause I don't know exactly how far I've driven. I, I know roughly maybe 240 to 260, but 320, that's, out, you know, out there. And I, I know it rolls too, but I mean, that's, that's a long drive. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like a Rory McIlroy kind of drive, you know, like oh, yeah, definitely. that's, that's a, that's a powerful drive, but that one was pretty cool too. The flag football game, I'll get to that one because I know I was talking to, I don't think it was on on this show. I think it was over on the Corner Booth podcast, and I was talking to Jared and the guys about the flag football game, and and I was 100%. I just, I, I'm not into it. If you're not going to play real football, then don't play it. And I I thought about it because somebody brought up the, the, the flag football league, 
And I was like, okay, you're, you're right. Because I, I do like the flag football league. So if they incorporate those rules, and I don't think they incorporated all of them, but it was a smaller field. And they did change up the rules a little bit. Uh, and they were also kind of doing like these funny trick plays. And there was one where I'm trying to think of who it was, but he was running. He basically had the touchdown, but instead he pitches it back to Tyreek Hill and gives it to him to, to barely score the touchdown, which was kind of dumb, but he ended up getting it. But, you know, there was there was little things like that. They they spiced that game up. And I will say where I was 100% against it, I've completely flipped and I'm, I'm actually excited. I hope they keep the flag football. Uh, I know a lot of people were against it too. And and I know I'm not the only one that, that was kind of hardcore against it. And I, I hope I'm not the only one that was maybe flipped around by watching it. Because I watched just a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I mainly just watched highlights and stuff like that of it. But it was one of those things where I didn't expect that game because it's just it's it, it's a bunch of football guys and although you have to put it into perspective you don't want them to get injured I, I did expect to see more uh you know non-contact injuries because of this and and we talked about that a little bit again uh, last Thursday on the corner booth uh podcast but you know it was just I I, I, I see these these guys running around out there and, and kind of doing kind of elusive moves that you're not really supposed to be doing and doing it a, a different way because you're trying to get your hips away from guys grabbing your flag. And I was expecting a lot more, you know, non-contact injuries. And I think there was somebody who did get injured. Uh, it might have been Miles Garrett. I believe it was. Yeah, and so so uh, it, 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 it's going to happen. Uh, and and that's the only thing I would say. Like if you're trying to avoid injuries, let's let's think of some other way because you're going to get injured no matter what. Definitely. But. It, it, it was actually a lot more exciting than I expected. Uh, so I, I'm I'm actually pro flag football for the Pro Bowl now. Uh, if they wanted to bring back and do the other the other uh, uh, you know a normal football game again too, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with ditching flag football to do that. But I kind of like the flag football. Like I, I, it was just kind of it was different. Uh, and, and I guess it mixed it up. Maybe, maybe kind of alternate back and forth or something. Maybe we can figure something out to do with that. But yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't watch that flag football game, go back and watch the highlights because it, it, especially if you were against it, like I was go back and watch it. Cause it was kind of exciting and, and fun to watch just because it, again, it's just, it's a different feel. The guys also spiced it up with kind of being goofy with the ball and stuff. And they had a good time. Uh, and that was just something that you couldn't see as much. And, and I don't know exactly what, what you can spice up in the, in the all-star game for the NHL, but maybe some spin around shots and between the leg and flip it up over the net to your, 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 your guy to make a pass or something. I don't, I don't know. Just try, try something fun, you know, whereas at least in the pro bowl, they were trying stuff like that, do these little trick plays and stuff like that. So that, that was one thing I, I was a little shocked that I, I enjoyed it so much. But I think I think just about everyone enjoys watching the quarterback challenge. Yeah. Uh, that one's always fun. And uh, how how about uh, Huntley, Tyler Huntley coming out and just lighting it up? Dude. I mean, that was that was in- incredible just because I agree. I think it was crazy that he was even allowed to be a, a pro bowler. So that that was the main thing about pro bowlers that when you start to add that in, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And that still does upset me a little bit you know that that you're going to add a guy that didn't have any stats really throughout the season and you're going to add him to the to the pro bowl 
I think we have to make something of the Pro Bowlers, you know, because that used to be a title that you'd earn. And, you know, a six-time Pro Bowler, that's going to go into negotiation time for your contract. So if we're going to add guys just because we need to fill a spot, then we need to think of something else to kind of replace that that little negotiation uh, aspect of it because I, I, that I'm, I'm still a little upset that him and Derek Carr even got in. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is that even though they probably shouldn't have been there, they were they were probably the most impressive ones. I agree. I mean, I know Derek Carr replaced Joe Burrow. Correct me if I'm wrong for for all the occasion, but I believe so. I don't know exactly why Joe Burrow dropped out of the out of the Pro Bowl, but um, I agree 100. percent If you're gonna be a substitution or just even a fill in for like you mentioned, at least spice it up or just along the lines of. Make it fun. I mean, yeah, it's the Pro Bowl. I get it. You're not doing full pads, and you got so many obvious competitions and skills and everything. But at the same time, it's fun and all, and yeah. But you got to do something to to spice it up a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. And, and it, it it was cool to see those guys perform, but it's just I, I don't know. I, I just I, I'm I'm still going to be against the idea that we're just going to throw whoever in there uh, and. I, I do think it was really funny to to see uh, Josh Allen step out just so he could do the uh, celebrity pro am. That was that was kind of fun, and and uh, you know I, I respect that. I respect that quite a bit, especially when you're just gonna maybe he thinks it was just something like the Pro Bowl is not really worth it anymore. I don't know, but you know go go have some fun, and and uh, I think that was down at Pebble Beach too. So who who wouldn't want to go there and and have a good time and and, and compete? against Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of other guys. So, but, uh, I guess if, if you watched up to this point, I want to let you guys know to make sure to hit subscribe. You also, if you're watching on YouTube, you want to hit the notification bell as well, because that lets you know whenever we're going live or we upload something else to YouTube. Uh, so make sure to hit that subscribe button. It's going to help us out greatly. We're on our way to a hundred million. So keep on hitting subscribe. But, uh, also, uh, an announcement to, to make for everyone who uh, watches this show. Uh, if you watch this show, you know that we love football. Uh, and if you're watching this show, it's probably because you love football too. Uh, and of course, we talk about other sports on this show, but we are going to have an amazing show on Sunday, uh, this upcoming Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's not going to be on this channel. It's going to be on the Belly Up, uh, Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. So go over to Belly Up Sports uh, YouTube channel and click subscribe and the notification bell. Uh, we're going to have a Super Bowl pregame show. We're going to have a bunch of guys from Belly Up, and we may have a few guests to sprinkle in there as well. Uh, we're still working on some of that, some of that uh, as far as the details and stuff like that. But we've got, I think, seven different Belly Up personalities joining in on that show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about all things about the Super Bowl to get you pumped up and ready to go to watch that game. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's hosted by yours truly. So make sure to go over there uh, and check that out. Uh, first first and foremost, subscribe over at Belly Up as well. So uh, down over in that corner over there, you can see the, the Belly Up uh, logo. That's what it should look like. So if you came to a page and that's not the logo, keep on searching. It's Belly Up. All right, Belly Up Sports. So go check it out. We're going to have an amazing time. It's going to be on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That's 3 p.m. Central time. So make sure to go over there, watch that, and join in the chat because we want to we want to hear from you. 
Uh, and so it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about everything about the Super Bowl. There's all kinds of storylines that we want to get to uh, and and all kinds of fun that we're going to have, too. We may even be play, placing some bets as well. So go over there and check it out. Again, Belly Up Sports YouTube page. Not rising to the occasion, uh, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, though. So go go check us out over there. Some, some news broke down, and it was a little bit of a shock. Uh, I know Jeremy and I talked about it a little bit ago. But Kyrie Irving is finally traded from the Nets. We've been, what has it been, like three or four different attempts to trade this guy. And it's either he blows it or nobody wants him. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. But I don't really know on the both sides. <laughs> yeah, opinion. no joke. Uh, so, of course, Kyrie, I, I don't agree with as much controversy as that's that's been with them. And I also don't agree with forcing a guy to to apologize. Um, and I I don't know how much of his him talking about his documentary was really trying to promote it. But if the guy talks about a, you know if if he's up there and he watches something and he questions something, as long as it's not harmful to humanity. Why, why do we care so much about what he believes? Let's just, you know, maybe, maybe talk to him about, you know, if you're a teammate, whatever, if you, if you, you had something wrong with it, but to, for the media to have blown up so much about Kyrie in the last like year, uh, I, I don't know if I agree with all of it. I do agree with some of it. I get it. Um, but you know, I, I think that that caused a lot of controversy with Kyrie. Um, but then also with, with Kyrie, He's just he's just constantly causing drama. So I mean, it's not it's not just that anti-Semiticism that they're they're trying to throw on him. You know, like oh he, he's he's racist or whatever. I, I don't don't know what what name you want to throw on him, but that's not the only drama he causes. Uh, and he causes drama just about everywhere he goes. It's along with Kevin Durant, and I know that Kevin Durant's probably 50-50, uh, you know, fifty percent of the blame there. But Kyrie finally gets traded, and he goes to the Mavs. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's just one of those things that I, I see this trade and part of me wants to be happy about it. And the other part of me is just thinking, what the heck are you thinking? I'm, I'm in the same ballpark. When I first discovered the trade, I was scratching my head. I'm thinking, what the heck just happened? Or what the heck did I just miss? And I mean, yeah, I know like you also mentioned, social media, it blows so much stuff out of proportion. But... Still, along the lines of him being traded to the Mavs, it was definitely a, a shock and an eye-opener for a lot of people. And it's something to, whether you're against Kyrie Irving or if you're with Kyrie Irving, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be questionable, I yeah. see, down the road. Oh, big time. And to, for those who don't know what this trade included, uh, so Brooklyn gives Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris, which is kind of a troublesome group when you think of it because Markeith Morris is known for getting in fights, uh, getting in tussles and stuff like that. So that's it's kind of a troublesome group to be taken in. But Dallas gets those two players. Brooklyn, in return, gets Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, man, two two guys oh, that I, 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 like, I like that pickup. Uh, and then they also get a 2027 second-round pick 2029 first round pick which is unprotected and a 2029 second round pick so a lot of picks that are way out in the future 
And I like the way that Dallas did the picks um, because they put picks far enough out in the future and they've also got a young team so they can probably play around and get picks uh, to kind of replace some of those and they can they, they can they can negotiate and move things around and figure it out uh, before they get there. It's not like it's this upcoming draft and they need to hurry up and figure out how to replace that first round pick because they really need one. Now they don't really don't need a first rounder this this year. Uh, so I mean I wouldn't have been opposed to that but they were smart because they did this in years advance. Uh, and so I, I thought that was pretty brilliant uh, to be able to do that much. I second agree with that. It's definitely a smart thing to think about and come up in the process. Yeah, but I, I for for those who are, who are watching, listening, make sure to, to comment, all right? If you're not in the live chat, comment uh, just so I can see that. I'll, I'll go through the comments to, to see what you think. But who actually wins this trade? Because... I look at it so let's let's not let's not forget and, and 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 act like Kyrie Irving isn't an amazing star because we all know that Luca needs a star. It's either get rid of Luca and just free him or get him a star. That's really the 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 two choices there. There's not really an in between. So they go out and get a star. Now it's not the star that a lot of people want because of maybe the headlines that are going to come about it. But he has a star now, an an amazing star. So now you put Luca back there with Kyrie Irving, the ball handling in that 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 front court is is just absolutely amazing. Uh, so I mean, just uh, w- with these two, I think that's going to be an, an incredible duo, as long as Kyrie can keep out of the drama circle. Definitely. How long that's going to last, I don't know. Uh, probably not long, but it just seems like he loves to live there. And uh, but so I I do think that the Mavs got something great. And hopefully they can make sure that they they keep all of that contained. Because uh, if they can, I mean, that's that's a dangerous duo. If they can keep that contained and just keep everything on the court. All right. Just keep it out there. You don't you don't have to bring anything off the court. You don't have to add any drama, nothing. Just keep keep everything on the court and 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 let's let's get to work. And hopefully that's the mentality of Kyrie. Uh, and, and I'm sure Luca's excited to, to have Kyrie in some sort. Uh, I, I would imagine. I'm sure he he knows about the drama, but I'm I'm sure he's just thinking, thank goodness I have somebody else out there to help me out. Uh, and so I do think that the Mavs got an amazing uh, duo. And Markeith Morris is a very good defensive player, so he's he's kind of a bigger dude. He's able to play a, a very good defensive game. He may <laughs> may may want to step in, and uh, if somebody tries bad mouthing Kyrie or bad mouthing Luca, you better watch out um, because he's going to step in. But hopefully we can keep his temper down. I think they got a good duo there. And like I said, I don't think they gave a whole lot in terms of picks because they, again, far enough out in the future where you can plan around it. But getting rid of Spencer Dinwiddie, I like him. And Dor- uh, Dorian F- Finney-Smith, two guys that I think are are, are, are well capable of filling in and, and being a good six man. Uh, and so it does stink that they got rid of them. So, I mean, you, you look at it. Who, who won this trade? And I want to hear from you guys um, because I, I, I have a hard time picking. I, I want to say Dallas won the trade, but Brooklyn got rid of Kyrie, so that's kind of a big deal. I'm in the same boat. I mean, you look at both teams and look at Brooklyn's history. I mean, they've had a phenomenal history, but ever since Kyrie came to Brooklyn, it's it's always kind of been on the fence. But also, like you mentioned, looking going to the Mavs now, like you said, with Kyrie and Luca both having 
phenomenal talent. And don't get me wrong with Brooklyn. They also have phenomenal talent. But, I mean, in my honest opinion, it's still a coin flip to who got the better deal. But if I had to honestly pick one team, I I I think the Mavs also got the better deal of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that, you know, and, and I, I, I like what they were able to pick up. Again, helping your your franchise player that's that's a win to me and and maybe if you can if you can use Kyrie to maybe make another trade as well later on in the future maybe next year or something like that maybe that would really work out really well and maybe that's where Mark Cuban's going he is an investor let's not forget that um but you want to know who really wins I think you win when you hit that subscribe button because if you're watching right now that means you've made it this far and you love the content that Rising to the Occasion is putting out because we named ourselves Rising, Rising to the Occasion because if you think about the sports podcast realm, sports shows, it's there's a lot out there, all right? It's hard to compete and we're Rising to the Occasion. So hit the, hit the subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell because then you know when we're uploading to the YouTubes, all right? So... Uh, Anyways, uh, another one that I didn't have on the agenda, but but we're going to get to it. Uh, I want to pull this up here. I'm going to have to pull up my phone to see. Um, so we all know Prime in Colorado. He did a pretty good job of recruiting, pretty good job of getting guys in. I know a lot of controversy of how he how he went about taking over the role. I, I don't like Prime. As a human being, I do not like him. Uh, and I'm kind of rooting against him now. Uh, I, I I think he's he's a phenomenal former player. Uh, he's absolutely deserves to be a Hall of Famer and everything. So I'm not taking anything away from him, but I just don't like the arrogance. You can say it's confidence, but when it gets to the point of what what he's doing, it's it's arrogance. Um, but anyways, Colorado is a focal point in college football this upcoming season, and with the with the schedules fully being released. Uh, I, I look at their schedule and I'm just wondering how much Prime can do there at Colorado in his first year. Um, because I think he expects, if, if you were to ask him, I guarantee he'd say, well, we're, we're winning every single one of those games. Nobody can compete. And that, that, that's, again, that's arrogance. Confidence would say, well, we're striving, we're striving to, to take it one game at a time. Everybody's goal is to win every game. That's the point of playing the game. But we've got their schedule out and I've got it in front of me here. So we've got TCU. Uh, that's at TCU. Uh, I don't know. They they could win that one if TCU has a down year because they're they're losing Quentin Johnston. Uh, they're they're losing Max Duggan. So I mean they're 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 losing some big pieces. Uh, and I think they even had a few defensive players not coming back. Uh, I'm not sure about their running back room because they they had an amazing running back room. But TCU, I I'm chalking that up as a loss personally. So uh, no win there. Versus Nebraska. Nebraska's going down there with Matt Rule. I see a lot of good things coming from Nebraska, and I know this is every year since really the Scott Frost era came about um, because even with with uh, with Mike Riley, it was like, well, maybe he can do something better this year. Uh, that was a bowl game, I guess, but that kind of sucks. And then Scott Frost came. Well, he did a lot of promising things. Oh, oh, we're, we, we we're going to have a good year. We're going to have a good year, and it kept on kind of repeating itself. So maybe that's the situation. But I see, I, I see and feel. I, I live in Nebraska right now, so I feel a different energy coming from the Matt Rule era right now. I don't think he's going to do amazing, but I think he has to have a bowl game uh, this year. Uh, I, I mean, he, he just has to for for it to be a successful year. Um, anyways, T 
TCU loss, uh, Nebraska, I don't really know. I can chalk that one up as a win, maybe, for Colorado. I, I just don't know because Colorado, you have to remember, Colorado won one game last year. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe a win there. We'll, we'll give we'll give them one, maybe. Um, I, I'm just I'm not even going to count that one though for the for sure wins because that one's a 50-50. for sure wins. We've got Colorado State. You should be able to beat Colorado State. All right, so we're going to say one for sure win. Oregon, no. USC, no. Arizona State, I think you should be able to win that one. New coach down at Arizona State. They've had a mess of a program the last few years, uh, especially everything that went on recently. Uh, and so Arizona State, you should have a second win there. Stanford, you should have a, a third win. Uh, so three wins. Uh, UCLA, I don't know. Maybe you can squeeze one out. I'm not giving that one to you, though. Uh, maybe you can squeeze one out. UCLA looked really tough last year. I know they're l- losing DTR. They're, you know, so... That's, that's a huge part of their offense. Uh, I'm not sure who else they're, they're losing over there. I haven't looked at at uh, everything that UCLA's got returning, but I'm not ch- chalking that up. And it's at UCLA, uh, although last year they had 10 people in the stands, uh, even for some of their big games. Oregon State looked really good. They got DJU in there. He's wanting to really turn things around. He's in a system that I think he could excel at. Uh, and, and in the Pac-12, where quarterbacks are known to go and do better when they're, when they're struggling. <laughs> Bo Nix. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm not marking that one up. So still only three three wins. Arizona, I'll, I'll chalk that up. Four wins. Uh, Washington State, no, not giving that one to you. Utah, absolutely not. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that Cam Rising's coming back, and there's probably still going to have the best defense in the Pac-12, if not top, top. 10 in the nation. So... We're looking at it maybe four to six wins for Coach Prime. And I, I, I bring that up because I'm rooting against Coach Prime. Uh, I know my dad and my brother are really wanting to go to Colorado to, to watch that game. I hope I think they're hoping that Matt Rule can hand him his first home game loss. It's going to be a second loss in the season, I believe, uh, if he does lose. But I don't know. I just I don't see much coming from Prime. I, I think he's 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 building a culture at, at Colorado that's going to be very toxic in the locker room the way that he's handling things so uh, I don't know put it in the comments how many wins do you think coach prime can have um, because I'm I'm very curious but uh let's let's go ahead and move on uh not sports related but it's something that's been big news and everybody's been talking about it there was a mysterious balloon in the sky and it's been in there for I don't even know it's been in there for like a week or something like that uh, so it's been floating above the U.S., just floating all around. Apparently people saw it in Montana and all this stuff. And this balloon finally gets shot down. Uh, I guess they were trying to find a safe way to, to bring it down. Uh, and it was pretty cool to watch. Uh, I will say that. But <laughs> we've got this supposedly Chinese balloon. They say it's a weather balloon. There's a lot of conspiracies. I'm not going to get into the, the conspiracy side of it, but... One thing that I can say that I enjoyed about this story is we got so many funny memes, uh, and and you know what, a lot of them are, are offensive, but you know what, get over it. Um, but uh, Jeremy, I, I know you you and I were talking about it. Did you did you have any memes that kind of stood out to you as probably the funniest? Um, there's so many memes that <laughs> I've seen. It's it's unbelievable. But if I had to honestly, there's not one that particularly sticks out but just seeing all the memes in general it some of them are, are chuckling i will admit that then 
I also agree with you. Some of them are pretty offensive. I will admit <laughs> that. But um, it was definitely something that, for a lot of people, was like an eye-opener, in my, in my honest opinion. But truly, I, there's nothing that stuck out to me, in no. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there was one, and it's one of the quote-unquote offensive ones, but guess what? humor is offensive okay sometimes it's offensive and that's why it's hilarious because we can laugh about it and get past it and realize that it doesn't mean anything but uh it was it was spelled out it said uh uh weather baroon totary not a spy balloon <laughs> that one had me cracking up another one was joe dirt up in the hot air balloon uh, so that one was a lot of fun. Uh, there, there are so many of them. And I'm, I'm sure if you're watching right now, I know you've seen all of the memes. If you haven't, go to social media. Just search search for the weather balloon me- uh, memes. But the thing about it, though, is that it's one of those things that is being downplayed so much with all these memes that it's kind of having me scratch my head. Like, is this something we should be worried about? Because apparently this is a Chinese balloon, a quote-unquote weather balloon. And we just shot it down out of, out of the sky and now we got all these particles falling all over, uh, you know, and, and apparently it's it's taking up a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, area too. And, and so I mean, I'm just kind of curious what it is that's falling out of that. We've we've had things in the past that haven't gone well being flown over from China. So not not hinting at anything in particular, but it is a little alarming, and it's all just getting played off. So. Uh, another thing for you to put in the comments. And the reason why I'm saying to comment is because if you put stuff down in the comments, uh, it helps us kind of beat the algorithm and grow even more. So yeah, liking and subscribing is a great way to do it. Um, but to, to comment down below is another way to help us uh, beat those. But tell me, what did you think about the weather balloon coming from China? Was it something that you think is alarming? Do you think it is just a weather balloon? Do you think it's just something that we shouldn't worry about? Or do you think... It's the end of the world. We better get in the bomb shelters right now uh, because we want to hear your thoughts. And we also want you to come back uh, to this show. So if you're watching to this point, we thank you so much for all of your love and for your support. Uh, we're going to head out of here. Uh, I know you guys probably have things to do, things to eat uh, for some of us. Uh, I know I know it's a, it's a fun Monday, but we love doing this on Monday. Get your Monday started off right. Uh, so make sure to tune in next week here on YouTube. You can watch us live at 6:30 on Mondays, uh, 6:30 Central Time. Uh, and if you're if if you're watching, of course, I've already said to to like and subscribe on YouTube. But if you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five star review. That helps us out so much, and we thank you so much. Until next time.